0: Welcome to the Magic and Alchemy podcast, where we talk about witchcraft, setting intentions, forgotten folklore, and mythology. Created by Tamed Wild, magicandalchemy.com is a collection of stories, rituals, and articles crafted by a variety of creators and writers, including myself, Kate Bellew, and my co-host, Kristen Lizenby.
1: hello and welcome back to the magic and alchemy podcast i'm kristen Lizenby and i'm kate belou today we have aja Deshore here with us also known as the spirit guide
0: coach aja is the spirit guide coach a spiritual counselor specializing in connecting you with the guidance and wisdom of your unique spiritual team the advice from our spirit guides is incorporated into Aja's intuitive coaching process in order to help you form a plan to break negative patterns, find your path, and accept the love and support that your guides surround you with every single day. As the bridge between you and your guides, Aja considers this to be sacred, work, and is honored to help those who wish to deepen their connection to their higher self and learn to love themselves on a deeper level. Spirit Guide Life Coaching is an incredibly intimate and rewarding process that allows you to hear the advice and support that your guides wish to offer you. Aja is a true believer in the innate power every person has to achieve radical expansion through self-love. Asia Connection to Spirit has been featured in Vogue, The Cut, Well and Good, The Los Angeles Times, Lonnie Magazine, and many more. Welcome, it's so glad we're so glad to have you here with us today.
2: Oh my gosh, that was so soothing, and also, like, <laughs> wow, I sound good on paper. You're pretty <laughs> rad. <laughs>
0: Thanks for having me, I'm excited to be here. And you are beaming in from Los Angeles today, right?
2: That is correct. I am in LA right now, um, just having my my morning, you know, dirty chai, getting caffeinated, and you know, uh, excited to be speaking to both of you. Um, and starting out, th- I feel like this is a great way to start the week.
0: Yeah, and we have the new moon in Pisces kind of energy already happening this week.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. Hopefully, you know, or or we will or will not, you know, cry during this journey. <laughs> <interview>. mm-hmm. <laughs> very Definitely. emotional. Obviously, it's a very emotional time all over the world. So um mm-hmm. it's nice to do something that is, you know, uplifting and light and, and connective.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pisces season always just kind of like hits me upside the head mm-hmm. every year. <laughs> like I should know now of twenty nine years of this. But, um, Aja, would you share with our listeners about, uh, your big three in astrology?
2: Um, yes, uh, Aquarius, Sun, Cancer, Moon, Leo, Rising. Amazing. Yeah. What day,
0: Aquarius?
2: Uh, January 30th. I'm the 29th. Ah! Oh my gosh, that's amazing. (laughs) Yes, yes. So we, uh... We, we both are new, pretty new into this new year, this new revolution around mm-hmm. the, the sun. Um, and, happy uh, birthday. Happy birthday to you.
1: <laughs> so, Aja, can you share a little bit about your work um, in your own
2: words? Um, sure. Uh, the the easiest way to put it, and I was just talking to a friend and, and my partner about this, is that uh, I talk dead people every day. Um, that's the you know the black and white of it, and uh, and I specifically connect people to their to their spirit guides. You know the the energies that are here to help lead us or guide us through certain. Um, our entire lives, but certain, um, bookmark points. I, I like to call them, you know, like these major points that we're trying to get to these major lessons that we're trying to learn. So we don't have to keep repeating ourselves over and over and over again. And we can kind of move forward. It's, uh, very therapeutic in nature. It's basically like going to see a counselor or a therapist, but instead of talking to one person, you're talking to several energies and hearing, you know, um, their thoughts and their, their feelings around what you're going through and, and where you hope to move, move towards. How did you begin connecting with these guides? Uh, I was going through a really hard time, I, um, I, I, basically a decade-long depression. And um, I decided that I wanted a change. And during that change, I decided that I also wanted to become a life coach. So I went through the year-long program for that. Uh, I was meditating along the way, basically rediscovering a lot about myself from when I was a child. I'd had, you know, in- interactions with ghosts since I was about four years old, but it basically like buried them after the age of 13 because they just got too scary. But uh, when I was at this point in my life, living in New York City, uh, going to school to become uh, a life coach, I was basically, those, those memories were coming back up. And I basically went on my own spiritual awakening journey, not with any intention of having it as part of my career, because I thought that would be too weird. And I didn't want to be ostracized <laughs> or seen as a complete nut job, uh, but just to, for, for my own well being, um, And basically throughout that process, my psychic abilities began to expand quite a bit. And I moved from, in that whole time period, I moved from New York to back to LA. And my clear audience really, I'm like, this is the very abridged version. My clear audience started Mm -hmm. to pick up and um, I was thinking about my life coaching business. And I heard one of my guides, um, my main guide, his name is Monty. And I heard him say, you should combine life coaching with um, mediumship. Because you're a medium, and I was like, I'm not a medium. He's like, Well, who do you think you're talking to? I'm like, Oh, well, okay, <laughs> you know. And then, and then I said, I don't want to do that. That seems like a really big uh, swing. And he said, You know, either do you want to swing and, and take a shot at this, or do you want to just keep, you know, thinking what if? And I was like, I'll take a swing. Uh, and I combined them, and almost immediately, as soon as I combined the two, which is basically. <clears throat> I don't do this anymore, but before I would see a client, I would do some automatic writing, which is basically allowing a spirit. Well, one form of it is allowing a spirit to move your hand. And I would channel mm-hmm. a letter <clears throat> for whatever client I was seeing. And then I would allow, you know, those spirits to speak through me, to offer advice and guidance to whoever I was speaking with. And it basically, through word of mouth, it just kind of became this, this tidal wave. Um, and I've never looked back. And basically my guides have helped me with every major decisions since then, personal and, and through business. They also told me to create a collective. I didn't even, a spiritual collective. I didn't even know what that was. And that's also how I started spirit house collective in LA. So they've, uh, they've been, you know, they've been helping me out a lot, no complaints. They've changed my life for the better. And, um, and that's a major reason why they do this work. You know, the, the whole purpose is basically to Allow people to connect to the truth and the fact that they're not alone. And even at their lowest, you know, when you're on the floor, you know, just, I can't go on. I don't know which way to turn, that you're not alone. There are energies and spirits around you that are rallying for you that want you to know that you are loved unconditionally and you can move through anything. Mm,
1: That's so beautiful.
2: It is. Mm
0: -hmm. It really is. Mm -hmm. So you kind of then, did you connect with your guides then at the same time that this was all happening? So it kind of all unfolded at once? It was, or? It was
2: a, a process. Um, when I uh, turned, I believe it was 35, I went to see a shaman in New Jersey uh, on my birthday. Uh, again, I would, <laughs> this was very divinely orchestrated because I wouldn't recommend this. I didn't, I'd never met this person. I got on a bus you know, went to New Jersey, went to this person's home and I basically lost time. I was there for about, I thought I was going to be there for an hour. I was there for eight hours. Um, wow. yeah, it was one of the most wow. profound experiences of, of my entire life. And, um, she actually introduced me to my spirit guides and even the concept of spirit guides. I went there completely looking back, just like, she's like, do you even know what a shaman is? And I said, no, don't know what a shaman is. Just felt called to be here. I did a little bit of Googling and she I could tell she was like, Oh my God. Yeah. But I, I I just decided whatever signs I saw to, to follow them and not question. And um mm-hmm. and from that moment on, I wasn't I of course you're we're all always connecting to our guides, but I remember from that moment on, she gave me an energetic clearing, the first one that I had that lasted for for weeks. I felt reborn. And I remember like walking to the J train and just imagining these two figures on either side of me, flanking me, helping me. Um, and that was the first concept of spirit guides that I really had. And again, during this time, all these memories are coming back from my childhood. And then, you know, through that process of continued, um, commitment to my spiritual practice, uh, my audience began to really kick in. My clairvoyance began to kick in. And honestly, through automatic writing, which I became very obsessed with, is when I first connected to, in a tangible way, to one of my spirit guides. And from that moment on, it just, the, the doors basically blew open. And I've been speaking to them every day, all day long, ever since.
0: And, and maybe for our listeners who might not be familiar with the term spirit guide, could you talk a little bit about... What exactly that is? Absolutely,
2: the uh, basically spirit guides are are uh, they may appear to be male energy, female energy, dual ener- energy, you know, gen- dual genders, genderless, but it's basically their are energy and they're the energy of spirits that we have a connection with. I like to call it an eternal connection, and we've decided we've had a basically a, a coming together of our souls on the other side. That when we, when um, we, I'm. Or whoever we're talking about is incarnated. They're going to basically help us move through life, to help us mm. connect to the blueprint of this of our current lives to to achieve or learn or move through certain things. And it is very much like a job. It's definitely a position, you know. And some people say, can uh, a family member be a guide? Can absolutely. But you know, there are also going to be spirits that come into our lives to offer guidance anyway. You know, at different points, but spirit guides are definitely, in my opinion, and mystics have diff- different opinions, and that's totally fine, of course. Um, it's it's a job that they take very seriously. Uh, we're all born with, with a guide, and other guides can come in, and you know that that changes as we get older. I, I remember um, connecting with my mother, and she only has one spirit guide right now, and that made me think, hmm, I wonder if, if the closer that you get to the other side, you know, do certain guides kind of fade away? I don't know. I haven't done that research yet, but we We all come into this world with a guide. We all leave with a guide. Mm. So it's safe to say that everyone has a spirit 100%. guide. hundred percent. hundred percent. I mean, who knows how many people are on this call right now? There might be 30, you know, 30 spirits, like all hanging out, talking, you know, has so and so learned that lesson? No, not yet. We're really working on that though. Maybe, maybe next year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have one of the sassiest spirit guides. If she's around, she's like so. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure she, she
2: is. So many opinions. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, and if you can, and if you know, and I think that something else that I, I hope, and and again, like there's definitely been this wave of. Consciousness around, you know, our ability to connect to the dead and connect to our guides. It's that, you know, the more that we acknowledge them, the stronger that connection gets, the more that we can connect, the more that we can see and hear and feel them. And also, honestly, connect to our own internal compass. And if we're connecting to our own internal compass, then we're connecting to our higher selves and truth which helps us to trust ourselves and the choices we make. And that's what this is all about. Like our guides are just here to help us trust ourselves more, love ourselves more and believe in ourselves, you know, and that's the goal. And and I believe that the more that we acknowledge them, the more that we are open to that connection, you know, because some of us are are skeptics. I mean, I'm a natural skeptic. I don't believe in anything unless it's I've experienced it. Um, Mm -hmm. The more that we can really not look outside for validation or confirmation. We can trust that we have all of that within us, which I think is is one of the, the greatest superpowers to have.
0: Mm. And you've been working on these spirit guide portraits lately. I've been seeing them on social media. They're so beautiful. Um, could you speak a little bit about that process?
2: Yes. Uh, my partner and I have been working on spirit guide portraits. Basically, it's a really, really wonderful wonderful process. Um, Basically, I will connect to a spirit guide of someone that has commissioned a portrait. I will allow them to, again, automatic writing right through my hand about one of the most, I would say that one of the memories that sticks out to them the most about their eternal connection, because these are eternal bonds. So I write that out and then I also ask them to describe themselves and I, and I write out the description of what they look like, you know, are they blonde? Are they, are they Caucasian? Are they, you know, old or young? I write as much detail as I can and I pass that along to my partner who then creates these portraits with me and the guide hovering over him to make sure that things are, uh, done correctly. I'm using air quotes here. Uh, and Mm -hmm. then we pass on this beautiful talisman to the person that commissioned it so that they can really see, you know, this, this, this energy that's, that's around them, that's supporting them, that that wants them to be the greatest version of themselves that they possibly can be. And it helps again, always to strengthen that connection, to strengthen that bond, to strengthen that, um, that cord of, uh, of guidance that's there it's been incredibly rewarding Mm. and it started with him making a portrait of of my guide and i was like whoa like this is insane we gotta we gotta do this
0: for for everybody (laughs) yeah i've never seen anything like them Mm. truly
2: yeah definitely um was not planned at all which the best things aren't it just happened organically and 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 through desire and um it's it's part it's it's part of you know the work that we that that we that I do now period and as for as long as as I think we we feel called to to offer it
0: I bet the spirit guides love that too
2: oh yes they do They're like yes listen to me <laughs> let me tell you about me it's always about you <laughs> Yeah. I love that. It's, it's giving them an opportunity to share their experiences and what they've learned and, and the love and the reason that this love has, has gone beyond, you know, one lifetime and, and, um, they, they're totally get tickled when they see the, I mean, sometimes they get tickled. Sometimes they're like, I don't look like that. We've got to change that. (laughs) But yeah, the idea of like, they, they get to become in, 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 you know, in a way they get to become flesh again. Mm-hmm. And it's an honor to do that work. Like we take it very seriously. Mm-hmm.
0: And to be seen for the work that they mm-hmm. they do. Exactly. It's like an honoring.
1: So how would you recommend that folks meet and begin to work with their guides? I know you mentioned um, channeled or automatic writing
2: earlier? Uh, I always recommend just start talking to them. You can talk to them Mm -hmm. in your mind, but you can talk to them out loud, you know, I am always like walking around the kitchen, you know, laughing, you know, again, this is not this, I just want to, you know, express for everybody, whether you believe in this or not, the idea of opening a conversation and expressing yourself and, um, and talking about what you're going through is going to be beneficial. It's going to help you, right? If you happen to believe in, in speaking to the dead, it's going to activate, you know, that connection and create a conversation. That's, and that's all we're trying to do. We're taking spirit guides off this pedestal that we all have them on or any spirits and because they're on the ground with us working every day you're just having a conversation saying this is what i'm feeling this is what i'm going through i am open to advice again it doesn't matter if you believe you're talking to your spirit guides you're talking to your higher self you're talking to source you're talking to the universe you're going to receive something you're going to all of a sudden realize you know what i don't want to work at that job anymore or you know what I'm going to go back to school to become a dancer. We're, we're allowing ourselves to kind of come outside of the box that the older we get, society, family, you know, uh, so many different things uh, put us in unnecessarily. So we're basically practicing the or re-remembering what it is to be open, what it is to be vulnerable. And again, that is always going to help you connect to the other side to connect to your spiritual team and connect to your to your heart. Mm.
0: And it kind of then gives us permission to right like it by speaking it out loud it just strengthens like what you said earlier like i was afraid to be weird or strange or something like this and so the more attention and like space it's given the more it shows up.
2: Yeah. And we're all weird. We can just get rid of that right now. All of us exactly. are weird. You know, We the sooner we accept that, the sooner that we stop judging ourselves and just allow it to un- allow ourselves to unfold and to breathe. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Just thinking about that for a second.
1: <laughs> I was just thinking how you said you just walk around your house, like talking with them. And I think that in itself is such an important ritual because I don't know, so many times you hear people saying like, oh, I have this question for my guide or I'm, you know, have worries about this or that. But it's like, how often do we ask that question out to the universe or to our guides or whoever? Um, Because so many times we don't, yet we
2: expect to be receiving these answers. So, Or or we expect someone else to give us the answers that we nine times mm -hmm. out of ten already have. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're not, you know the idea of like, again, going back to feeling as though you might look crazy or sound crazy or be weird, you know, who fucking cares? You know, you're, you're trying to figure out Mm -hmm. who you are, what your needs are and where they're not being met and, and, and the heights that you can, you can go. And the sooner that we, you know, get out of our own way and just allow ourselves to just be in a place where we want to receive that we're, It just that, that childlike energy, like who cares if we're talking to ourselves, who cares if, you know, we're, we're outside, you know, talking to a tree or, you know, playing in the grass, you know, we, we, if we had more of that, we wouldn't be in the fucking situation we're in right now with the entire world, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. we wouldn't have these damaged, broken people, you know, uh, with the power to kill millions. So I think this work is really important, and I think that's also why we're seeing such a, a resurgence of spirituality and wellness you know, across the globe. Now, is that being polluted? Is that being taken advantage of? Or is there cultural appropriation? Are there all these horrible things? Yeah, but that's going to be with anything. I think the main point here is that we're, there's a resurgence of listening to yourself, of being open, and not feeling confined by what it is to be quote-unquote normal. There is no normal. The more that we adhere to that, the more damaged we become.
0: I keep thinking of that, too, with it being a lover's year, like a number six um, in tarot and just that sort of, like, awe and wonder that lovers can have and that sort of, like, childlike permission to be oneself to then be in better partnership with other people. And I just feel like it just keeps coming up in our conversations and that
2: Absolutely. sort of, like
0: nostalgic magic which mm-hmm. is so nice
2: and being I mean for me the year of the lovers is yes absolutely about being in a better relationship with others but also being in a better relationship with yourself being your own lover how you know how can you be bringing that honesty to the table you know of your own you know self every single day how can you you know put any masks that you've been wearing you know hang them on hang them on a hook you know how can we allow ourselves to be revealed to ourselves again without judgment? Because as soon as we do that, we can really activate transformation uh, and radical change on a on a da- on a daily basis. You spoke a little bit earlier about
0: um, Spirit House Collective, really briefly. Um, I would love to hear more about that and kind of what's going on in that collective right now.
2: Yeah, Spirit House Collective. It's um, a collective of practitioners and uh, and seekers who just want to learn, who wanna be open and want to have a safe place to connect, um, to receive, to release, and to continue to expand their their consciousness and as well as their hearts. We've been open for it'll be five years this year, which which is crazy. It just sounds it's just nuts. Congratulations. Oh thank you. Thank you. But um I mean started out in my living room with like one friend. And now we have people all over the world that, that come and join us. And it's a really humbling experience to be able to create something out of necessity. I mean, I created it because I felt like I couldn't find any communities that I connected with or belonged. And to create a space where so many feel connected and know that they belong. Um, and also just a reminder to anyone coming in, starting whether it's a spiritual business or whether it's uh, your awakening or whatever it is you want to do, any type of project that, you know, uh, all it takes is one step. All it takes is one decision to say yes to yourself and your entire existence can change. And you can bring so many people uh, that you'll know for a lifetime into your world. You know, I think that so many of us get, I'm I'm sure when you started this podcast, should we start a podcast? Should we not? Is anyone going to care? Who is this for? You know, but you just said, fuck it, let's do it. You know, and I, and I, and that's the spirit I think that um, I believe we should all incorporate more in into our uh, into our lives. Mm-hmm.
1: I think there's this big call for community right now. Um, I feel like I see it with a lot of my friends, a lot of people in the witchcraft, pagan, magical community. Um, yeah, there's this big call for community right now, and I feel it myself. I live on an island, so it's a little tough at times, but I'm so grateful for all the people online like you who are sharing their work um, because it does touch
2: people in every corner of the world. Uh, I absolutely agree, especially with what we've been going through with the pandemic where we feel mm-hmm. there's so much isolation. And and also because, you know, uh, spiritual practices in the spiritual world, it's felt for so long that we either have to hide what we're feeling or going through, or, you know, it, it can be It can be scary. It can be destabilizing. Um, And it doesn't have to be. I mean, of course, there are going to be moments of that. But the idea that, you know, if you want to connect, there are people out there who want to connect with you too, that that is like a truth, you know, can really um, provide much needed solace. And uh, we all need a sounding board. We all need, you know, people that are there to simply listen to who we are and what we're going through with, instead of just waiting for their turn to speak. And I think these type of communities are really built around that. Uh, the idea of like, please share who you are and what you're going through and we will not judge and we will simply, you know, allow you to express yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. It really speaks to the vulnerability you were talking about earlier because I know so many of us are fearful of being vulnerable because we've been told for so long to not be vulnerable. But I really do think that is the key when it comes to, I don't know, magic or self-growth or just becoming who you're meant to be, you
2: know? Uh, yes. Um, the spiritual world, the wellness world, I felt I feel is built on vulnerability, whether you're a miss, whether you're a Reiki practitioner, you know, a medium, um, you know, any of this work, I think obviously there's a history of it getting a bad rap. There, there's scammers, there are people that are, you know, trying to abuse the vulnerability of others. Mm-hmm. But as a practitioner, you know, myself, it every day is a humbling experience because every day you are going out a limb and saying, This is what I hear, this is what I see, this is what I feel. Does it resonate? Do you feel that too? I'm constantly basically having my heart on my sleeve. And I think that's the best kind of work to do. We you know, constantly saying, you know, I'm going to trust what I'm what I'm receiving and I'm going to share it. There can be no ego here. It's not about ego. It's simply about being of service.
0: In a practice of like being human and being with each other, which I think we can get so separated from both place and each other in the digital world, especially.
2: Yeah. The digital world is a blessing and a curse, right? I mean, it, it brings up the comparison syndrome, imposter syndrome, all of that, you know, and it, but it also allows us to connect to people and, and practices and communities that we would never be able to. I mean, you know, Instagram alone, has basically changed my career and my community. Anyone that I felt any type of connection with, I would just DM mm-hmm. and just say, hi, my name is Asia. You don't know me. I think you're really cool. I'd love to meet. And I have never been told no, Mm -hmm. you know, which I also am like, that's crazy, (laughs) you know, but, but it's amazing, you know, it's, um, and of course, and, uh, there was just an LA times article, uh, that featured me and a couple other practitioners. There are waves of people that are trying to scam people and, Mm -hmm. and trying to, you know, like every week I have at least like five to 10 accounts that are utilizing my face or my words to, you know, um, to take money from people. Uh, and it used to make me, I mean, it still makes me upset, but I used to, you know, rage about it. But it's just like, you know, it is what it is. The world is what the world is. All I can do is continue to put out what I believe in, my own light, my own connection, my own thoughts. The rest, it has to fade into the background. It cannot, you know, alter or change my energy and um, or or ideals or the direction that I know that I'm headed. Yeah,
0: the three of us would never be sitting in this room together were it not for Instagram. <laughs>
2: That's true. Yeah, yeah, and that's and I think and that's beautiful. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's brought millions of people together. Mm-hmm.
1: So I have a question for you, Aja. Have your guides ever come to you and shared something with you or told you something, and you're like, no? Like that can't be right, um, but you know, because it's so weird or so strange, and then it turns out, you know, you put the pieces together. I'm just curious.
2: Hmm, that's interesting. I mean, they've definitely told me things that are wild and interesting, and and I honestly, I take it at face value. Um, when I used to have a lot more time, they would talk to me about, you know, time travel or multidimensional healing, things that I knew nothing about that I would just write down and I'm like, okay, I'll write that down. Don't know what that is. Um, or about me way, way, way in the future, you know, like a hundred years, hundreds of years in the future, things that I just think are really interesting and cool. Um, I don't think they've ever, they've told me things that I've said, I don't want to know, you know, like if they they'll start if they, in the beginning I had set up boundaries, they would talk to me about like, say, you know, when a parent was going to pass or, and I was like, mm-hmm. I absolutely don't want to know any of that. Actually, my parents are off limit. My family is off limits. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're, they're, they're going to just tell me whatever they feel like telling me whether or not, you know, I've asked for it or not. Um, and also when it comes to clients, there's certain things that they now know are off limits. You know, I don't talk about you know, death. I don't talk about illness because I feel like that would be unethical. And I've definitely learned through experience, you know, uh, my own mistakes. Uh, So there are boundaries that are in place, but no, they've never told me anything that I find too um, fantastical because it's all fantastical. I mean, I'm talking to dead people. I'm already dealing with like, what is, what is happening? (laughs) (laughs) Who am I? (laughs) So do you work with other
0: spirits than ever who are not spirit guides, or is there a distinction there, or are
2: all... Yeah. I mean, it, um, for the most part, I work with spirit guides, but if I'm talking to someone and someone's past, they'll say so-and-so past can, can you reach out to them and see if they're there? And I can, I can't make any guarantees, but I will, uh, you know, mo- mo- like nine times out of 10, I'm able to connect to certain individuals and share their thoughts, you know, on, you know, what, what, how are they, what's going on with them? Um, I've connected to some people have spirit guides that are angels. Some people have mm-hmm. spirit guides that are, you know, star beings, galactic beings. Um, But for the most part, I connect to the human guides. It just becomes easier to to connect. Um, When I first started connecting with, you know, angel energy, it was really interesting because, uh, and again, every other mystics can you know have their own opinions. But whenever I've connected to an angel spirit, there's been like no sense of humor. It's very dry, which I think is really (laughs) interesting. I'm like, wow, this this (laughs) energy is very uh, just very matter of fact. Um, which also when I think about it makes sense, like angels, like what is there? <laughs> There's no sense of humor. It's like, this is, <laughs> and this isn't, you should, or you should not. Um, mm-hmm. and I like talking to spirits that have been human because, um, I love the emotional body. I love when it, when a when a, when a spirit guides gets, gets excited or irritated or frustrated or, uh, or passionate. Um those are part of the things that make it wonderful to be a human that range of emotion that emotional landscape and it and it's great to see it in in spirits that have passed on.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Ever any non like animal type spirits do you ever sense those? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um usually it, it, through clairvoyance which is, you know, clear seeing. Um I'll see an animal. I have animal guides. I have I speak to my elephant guide named Bobo, my, my mm-hmm. tiger guide named Sam. So animals will definitely come in. I don't speak to them I mean again it's since it's a very it's like basically like therapy. We are we want to be connecting with language and usually when I'm connecting with animals it's I'm seeing an animal. So then I'll say I would do some research on, say, the pelican, the pelicans coming up. I can see a pelican around you or there's a dog or a cat. And usually that's a dog or a cat that's passed on. And the person will say, oh, yes. So, you know, you know, Tinkerbell passed a few months ago. I'm like, oh, well, Tinkerbell is still here mm-hmm. or um, uh, children will show up, you know, uh, children that have either uh, maybe through, you know, an abortion or a miscarriage will show up or children who have yet to be born and i always pass those messages on but again the main point is to be able to make some progress to receive clarity on where they are and where they're going um through you know through spiritual guidance and and that's and again um that's that's what i love to do the most
0: so earlier we talked a little bit about um appropriation especially in the wellness spirituality um kind of world here is there sort of anything that's coming up for you about that or any um maybe tools or tips that you could give listeners to kind of um pay more attention to this in the space or to be more aware
2: i think it really just comes down to let's not be lazy you know uh let's really if you're feeling called to spirituality beyond not being lazy but allow yourself the gift of discovering rituals, traditions, magics from your your heritage, from your lineage. It's an incredible opportunity, you know, to dig into the magic that is within your bloodline, right? Within your ancestors, you know, that's super, super powerful. You know, some mystics and practitioners, you know, believe like, oh, like, I don't know if, if I'm a white person, I can't connect to hoodoo or voodoo. You know, I'm not someone that believes that, you know, I believe if we're feeling called to a certain practice, we're called to it. But I also believe we should go into it knowing one, where we come from, the magics that we have. Are there any similarities between what I'm feeling called to in someone else's culture and what I actually hold in my own? Cause there are, there's so many similarities there's, I mean, you know, these practices go back, you know, thousands of years. <clears throat> So I think it's about, can I discover who I am through who I actually am before basically jumping through the hoop into someone else's base, someone else's spiritual backyard? You know, what are the mm-hmm. tools that I have that I can, I have at my disposal to discover that versus, you know, just picking something up and saying, oh, this looks shiny. Uh, let me just put that in my pocket. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really important that we do that and also have discussions and do our own research. And, um, you know, it's part of what your awakening and spiritual journey is about self-discovery, exploration, knowledge, asking questions, asking those hard questions, you know, is this mind to take, is this mind to dive into, you know um are there stories within my family history that i that I, that i have not heard yet are there medicines that i can connect to what are the uh, the the you know the native plants and, uh, and animals of 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 my bloodline you know like that that's just all the magic and mystery there's so much there um and i feel like sometimes we shortchange ourselves and and that's a shame so many beautiful books and oh my gosh yeah google
0: though like Google with with uh, you know yeah, critical thought, absolutely. but there is so much in there. You can ask it questions, and it is free and takes no human emotional labor. Exactly,
2: exactly, <laughs> and and you know don't just look on at Google page one. Look at Google page thirty five. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like do do the actual digging. You know, um, I did one of those. What is it? Ancestry.com or whatever one of those tests were tests are. And I was like blown away by the information that I found. And also I was like, this is exciting. I get to look into all these different regions and, and learn about them. And, and you will feel connected to certain magics, to certain, you know, deities, to certain medicines. And that's not by accident. Uh, and I believe we should all be able to have that experience and, and, and have that joy, Of, like, wow, like this is a part of who I am. Ancestry.com does
0: have a two-week free trial. Yeah. Yeah. Not as like an affiliate person here, but I definitely (laughs) sat on this couch and I was like, all right, I'm gonna do this all tonight. I've got a bottle of wine, I've got Mm -hmm. my movie on, I'm gonna build this family tree. And it is so wild what comes up.
2: It's empowering. It's really empowering. And you know, we should all have the ability, and a lot of us obviously you know, because of slavery, because of a lot of different things mm-hmm. don't have the ability to know a lot about who we are and where we came from. Um, uh, mm-hmm. and I think it's a great opportunity like to, to basically, as you mentioned, like begin to build that family. True. I mean, I, tree. I found so many incredible things through ancestry.com and, um, I, t- I've taken a little bit of a break, but I, I plan to dive back in. It's also something that you can pass on to other family members, you know? Um, everyone can get excited about it. There is so much secrecy and there's so much, you know, in uh, a lot of families like, well, we don't talk about that. Or we don't talk about, we don't talk about that bad ancestors. We don't talk about, you know, this and that. And it's like, this is part of the culture of cutting ourselves off from our own stories. There's a reason that stories are so powerful. There's a reason that, you know, oral traditions are so important because they help remind us of who we were and how far we've come. And I think that these type of practices help us can help us rebuild those connections and empower us to know more about who we are and also who we desire to become.
0: Mm-hmm. And starting, starting now, like you're saying, like writing down favorite recipes, keeping journals, magical mm-hmm. records, like someday like a niece or a nephew or a granddaughter or whoever, and then handing it off to them. Oh
2: my gosh, I love thinking about that. Like Me I have too. about like a hundred- Automatic writing journals. And I just think someone in my family like is going to be like, this bitch, like this is crazy. <laughs> but it's also super exciting, you know? Um, again, like yeah. let's not be lazy and also let's 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 allow ourselves to open yet another door of magic that's like easily at our disposal.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even writing letters to like future selves are so, Mm -hmm. so much fun.
2: Yes. Well, I mean, yeah, that's time traveling, right? Like you're being, you're able to time jump. So just by writing, you know, just by doing a meditation when you're connecting to your future self, you can, you can tap into, you know, what, you know, what is my future self going through? What are the, what are the highs that my future self is going through and what are the lows? How can I change that now? I mean, every decision that we make, every choice that we make ripples out to the future self. My guides are always talking about that. And and any choice we decide not to make, that ripples out. If I decide to like eat a bag of Cheetos instead of, you know, going for a walk, that's going to affect my future self. Realizing mm-hmm. that we have, you know, the spirits are constantly talking about, we have so much more control than we, well, than we think we do to change mm-hmm. who we are and evolve. I want to ask you, Aja, I hope this is an okay question to
1: ask, but... Your guides or whatever spirits that are with you right now, do they have any messages for the collective that you would be willing to share um, for our listeners today?
2: Yeah, I mean, one of my guides just said when you were talking, like, let's keep believing things will get better because then they will. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, And another one just said, don't hold yourself back. They said, you know, don't hold yourself back. Take the big, big leap and know that if you fall there'll be a there'll be a lesson within the fall. It's not. Let's not be scared. Let's not be scared. Let's not be scared. Sorry. Uh, I'm going to paraphrase this idea of like, we only want to take a leap if we're going to succeed, but there's, but there's so much learning to be done when we fall, when we fall, it helps us, it helps us to be stronger and understand and understand who we are, who we are in a much, on a much deeper level. Let's also, let's also take leaps and know, and know that we might, that we might fail because, because in that step, in that step, we can really, we can really receive the guidance, the guidance needed to succeed, to succeed in the future.
0: Thank you. Yeah, of course. And here are the Pisces tears.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> They've
2: got good stuff. They've got good stuff. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Thank you. My pleasure. And so where can our listeners find your work? And do you have any upcoming events or projects or both that you're excited
2: about? Yeah, I mean, you can find me at thespiritguidecoach.com on Instagram, the Spirit Guide Coach, and also Spirit House Collective. Uh, I'm doing, I'm, I'm co hosting a massive um, witch event with Modern Witches Confluence on March 26th and 27th to celebrate both of our five year anniversaries. There's going to be a virtual day and an in person day. It's going to be incredible. I mean, we have Kira of Astrology, we have um, Black Girl Magic, we have uh, Michelle of Holisticism, we have Library of the Esoterica is going to be there. It's going to be Incredible! So I'm super, super excited about that to gather in community, um, receive from one another. We have incredible practitioners. There's a psychic fair. I'm, I'm just, we've been planning it for months. So I'm so, so excited about that. And we actually still have, you know, um, uh, less expensive, uh, BIPOC and, um, uh, tickets as well as community tickets for our trans community members as well. Um, so I'm excited about that. And also for everyone, I mean, I think you said this is going to be airing pretty soon. My books for one-on-one sessions open the third week of April. The only way Mm -hmm. to book a session is to get on a specific list uh, because I open my books four times a year. Uh, And then, you know, just if anyone has any questions or has thoughts, please reach out. I love, I love connecting. I love reading your, I mean, everyone's thoughts and ideas and, that's part of you know communication is such a huge piece of our continued evolution and and creating this web of of connectivity and 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 knowledge and and expansion. So uh, if you have questions, let me know. Amazing.
0: Thank you so much again for joining us today on Magic and Alchemy, a podcast from Tamed Wild. Again, we're Kate Ballou and Kristen Lizenby. You can find us online at k8ballou and at East and Alchemy. Send us all of your questions, comments, or just say hello via email at podcast at tamedwild.com. You can view all the amazing offerings from Tamed Wild on their Instagram at Tamed Wild or on the blog magicandalchemy.com. Tune into next week's
1: episode where we talk about Astara with the missing witches. Just a reminder that magic and alchemy are always available to those who know where to look for it. So, mode it be or something better. Until next time.